Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got a doozy for you. Yep. Yes, this is very exciting, actually. Uh, of course, I love all the guests that we've had. Uh, I'm impressed with everyone that we've ever talked to. Me too. Uh, there's okay. been two. There's been two. Yeah. Okay. But uh, here's the truth. When I got this person to agree to do our show, I was super stoked yeah. because he is on Comedy Central. He's a great comedian. He's so funny live, and you should go check him out on YouTube. He's He's been on Conan. He's got his own show. So many amazing things. This week we have the very funny comedian Ian, Ian Abramson. Abramson. Yes, Ian Abramson. Uh, please check him out before you listen to this. Just pause right now, watch a video, come back to us. What if they come back in like two weeks? It's yeah, like they okay, get okay. distracted. So listen to the episode now and yeah, then go see that's him. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, he's really great. and I'm so lucky uh, that he's performing my show tonight yes so i'm so stoked and you're so cute too because we record at your house yeah and like i feel like you're like come over before and like wash your hands when you use the bathroom like i feel like you're very you I, took great care in this I, episode. I, I made sure everything was clean yeah and tidy. Looks nice yep. and he even mentioned he goes uh wow what a great setup and i was like Thanks. thank you ian abramson thank you ian thank you okay i can't wait any longer let's no, 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 hear what no, we have to I say know. to him we're gonna go right in okay into the sleeping bag mm. where ian's living He's living and breathing. So let's go see Ian Abramson. I would say, uh, oh, yeah, his name's Arrow. And they'd be like, oh, that's a really cute name. I'm like, yeah, because I'm Bo and it's Arrow, you know. I almost like. If you didn't figure it out, I'm going to tell you, you know? Sure. And then I'd come in the back and I'd be like, blow him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time when he was a puppy, we were in an elevator and there was this hot girl and I was like, uh, okay, no kill, no kill. And my friend was in the elevator. It was such a bad joke, right? Yeah. And then my friend looked at me and was like, yeah, kill, yeah, kill. <laughs> like said it forever. Like, yeah, kill, You man, need to have no. friends that drag you down. I know. It's awful. Well, hey. Where are Yeah. How yeah, are you? I'm doing well. How are you all? Really good. <laughs> all the listeners right now, answer out loud how you're doing. 
good. <laughs> yeah. As they're like jumping off a bridge. No, that's sad. We can't what? talk about a that. Meryl. Nope, sorry. No, we can't. <laughs> um, in real life, your curl is so beautiful. Whoa. I was noticing before when we were watching Not your videos. Not in real videos. life, it's horrible. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> your curls like also have a comedy to them in a oh, good way. Fun. They're like a very like they're an exclamation that's very mark. Nice. Oh, that's that's a nice way to say that. Thank I mean you. it. And in real life, they're so cool. Thank you. So how do you win your curls? I'm feeling good, and hopefully my curls are as well. I very just drove bouncy. from L.A., and uh, it's very fun. How was that drive? Not bad. Middle of the day, middle of the week. So yeah. um, once I was out of L.A., it was smooth sailing. Yeah. Good. And you're from like Riverside County? Yes, you oh. did do your research. I did. Birthday, wow. September 29th. Yeah. <laughs> so man. what is it like to grow up there? Well, let me <laughs> ask where you all are from so I can understand what context you sure. have. Okay. I'm from Ohio. Area. Okay. So almost no context of that area? <laughs> yeah. None. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people don't, even when you're this close to it. Yeah. And um, I'm from Northeast. I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Whoa. Where the, but a few years ago, I had a nervous breakdown and I went to a hypnotist yeah. in like Riverside County and I paid really? five grand. Yeah, and I stayed there for a week. And I how was that experience? Re- I didn't. Nothing changed in my subconscious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had like a really bad, like nervous breakdown, and I had to take weeks, some weeks off of work. And yeah. I heard of this one guy in Riverside that yeah. like, could heal me, and it didn't work. And at it all. didn't do it all. No. And we were going. Did you back know her before that? No. That was not. Oh. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that you have a totally different life now that you've done that. But you're saying that Maybe there's been no right. change. That's true. That's what I'm hearing what right if I'm now. Like, cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> I cluck like a chicken now anytime anyone laughs or something. While you were while you were in that process, did you were you like real? I assume you were really trying to connect with it and and take it seriously. Yeah. Did it feel like? it might have an effect or with the whole time where you're like, ah, I wish this was working and I can yes, tell it's that. Not. It was a lot of like inner child work, which I don't like ah, resonate with at all. Sure. So he'd be like, little Meryl, like what, what do you have to say to the big Meryl? <laughs> what? Is that real? That's <laughs> Yeah, what I swear. Oh, man. He was trying to almost like break me down and have me go to like the little me to almost like repair my new self. It was really weird. Yeah. But while I was there, I did like, I ate at a lot of like local Applebee's and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, the classic local Applebee's. That's what Riverside is known for. They're local Applebee's. Was this at a guy house or yes. was it oh, yep wow. uh, it was him and his very asian and accommodating wife not ah, to play into okay. any stereotypes but like <laughs> no uh, not at all it was like this random anxiety healer that i had read on the internet did you stay with them did you have a hotel i How had a hotel you? yeah and uh actually my boyfriend at the time i lied to not to be wow. you know yeah. li- liar but uh, i told him i was like doing something else and then no one knows like my parents didn't know Whoa. where i was do they I know by now myself. Uh, no. <laughs> they are about now to they know. do. Yeah. I think it was called like Bright Life Anxiety Phobia Treatment Center. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shout out. I Man, think yeah, it was. You I know that some of the listeners are Googling that right now. <laughs> and to Riverside. For yeah, 10% yeah. Off. I mean, like, that's a pretty, that's a, that's more than enough to find exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I like to keep it vague here. <laughs> like, it, th- like, they could be finding this man's wife's name based on everything you just said. She is accommodating. That's what they're all saying. <laughs> but no, I was having the kind of nervous breakdown where, like, I could feel the pain of, like, plants. Like, Oh, like man. someone would like drive past a plant and like run over the leaf and I could like feel it wow. how sad I was. I know. Meryl. Have you ever had any nervous breakdowns? Um, <laughs> n- nothing that I would identify as a nervous breakdown. Ooh, I, maybe it's a breakthrough. Hey, could be. You know, there's been there's been ups and downs like all of us. I don't think I could say that uh, I've experienced anything quite like that. Yeah. Empathy for Plants. That's yeah. like a great novel title. That should Ooh. be your memoir. It should be. Where it stems from. Hey, ah! boom. 
Yes. Oh, these two. Oh, my these gosh. Two. I know. All Bo had to say is, like, watch his wordplay. And I'm like, I'm in love. That's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. you seem like a very intelligent man. That's nice. And what What gives you that? What give, what, what? Wow, I'm stumbling over that. Um, what? Watching your comedy. He's, and like, your, oh, that's he's like, I seem like an intelligent person. Like, and the fact that, like, well, your Twitter handle is, like, you, your, or no, your Instagram is, like, yes. Ian Abramson Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm I glad think, that you find that smart and not like, incredibly... Silly. <laughs> I just think with you. I have had people say that is just a terrible idea. No, oh, it's, it's I mean, I'm fine with it. But yeah. yeah, what we're talking about is that my Instagram handle is Ian Abramson Twitter. And so. that's the kind of stuff that yeah. I'm like, that is that makes me laugh like like 10 years later, too. I don't know. Yeah. It's very funny. And I think Bo and I both said that like you have so many like little, really, really funny things that it's almost hard to keep up with, I think, in watching that's one kind. of your sets. I Thank mean, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was telling her about your set, and I definitely don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you had this time travel mm-hmm. kind of bit. Yeah. And it, what was so amazing to watch it unfold was that when it started, people were a little confused. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. I love that type of comedy where the comedian says, don't worry, I'm going to take you there. And you think <laughs> he might be bombing. You, you think it might be like, okay, what's going on? And yeah. then everyone's eyes were just like, oh, fuck, I get it now. And oh, it was so fun. smart. Thank you very that, much. That, me and my girlfriend were just like, holy shit, that guy, that guy. That's so yeah. nice. That was the last time I was in town? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So well, w- when you. you write, do you think in terms of like, like, do you sit down and you're like, no, I'm writing? Or is it kind of in your head first and then out? It's or? a combination of both of those. I feel like I'll, I'll think of it like a Rubik's Cube if I'm just kind of maybe driving or just out throughout the day, kind of finding what puzzle it is I want to try to play with and see if I... Uh, come up with anything interesting but then if I'm sitting down to write what I like to do is uh, have a a stream of consciousness flow just like writing um, whatever comes out mm-hmm. just try to write let it be nonsense let it not make sense no one's going to read it nobody's going to see it and then once I do what feels like a good amount of that kind of read through it and be like oh that's interesting and I can move that's such a that. hard thing to do I mean, yeah I, I'm I'm an artist and having a sketchbook is essentially that same idea. Yeah. But a lot of times like people want to look through your sketchbook and mm. really that sh- you should never let them because then you immediately start to want the sketchbook to be finished work only, which is yeah. not what a sketchbook is right. created That's for. Like the beginning it's thing. awesome that you can do that and then kind yeah. of go back and it's, it's sort of like your private, yeah, tell me about your art. What what Aww, does it so mean sweet. that you're an artist? Th- whose fucking oh podcast God. is this? Do you this really guy. live in Los Angeles and you're really like uh, that's so sweet? <laughs> well, what like uh, yeah? Tell me tell well, me what sort of things you're doing. I'm a designer. Uh, I do painting. I was I went to school for photography and actual yeah. metal smithing. So I do a lot of, like work like that. Um, but now I'm mostly a designer. So yeah, yeah. What does that mean? What what kind of stuff would you be designing? Well, I do a lot of brand identity packages. Yeah, so okay. I'll take a company and like right now I'm working on uh, with this company in Japan, giving them a mascot. Mm-hmm. You know how mascots are a big deal there. So I've created this whole like uh, historical idea of where this person, this character comes yeah. from. And so I'm drawing, it's very cartoonish, That's but like cool. there's this whole idea. And then I do, I do all the posters for Riff City. Right. I do wonderful um, posters. Our logos. And, he made our logo. Oh, that's logo. great. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Very talented. Very well done. I love how simple it is that uh, you can really take in each individual part of that. That's great. I don't know if the people listening can picture this logo. <laughs> they can't. I imagine that if you're downloading this, it, it's that. Yeah. Which explains yeah. us as a people that we like. We were so excited to launch our podcast, but then iTunes shut us down because we we, we originally did it with like shit, like S-H-I-T. Oh, is and that so what that means? And so then now we have a podcast that's like, 
SHT where like no one can find it. <laughs> I'm like, they, we've been doing it for two actually, years. Actually, they can find it. They, they can, can find it. Because it. It if you type in the actual full word shit, it still comes up. Great. But Apple just doesn't let us use it. It's so yeah. ridiculous. That's so, so. funny. Yeah, okay, so, and, so then, many, and then yeah. Meryl, just so you know, yeah. Meryl is the morning radio host here in town on Whoa, I know. That's awesome. So I wake up super early and I just say things like, ha, ha, ha. But it also, like, <laughs> like, that's what I do for four hours. <laughs> yeah. But um, I have to comment a lot on news, which is not something that oh. I've ever been interested in. Or yeah. Like, you How know, long have you been doing this? Uh, nine months, maybe? Nine months. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's been new. I mean, it's cool, yeah. but it's definitely an adjustment of having to be like, local boy swallowed by lizard or, yeah. you know, and then <laughs> I have to have takes now, on everything. that is a story I'd like to hear. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. I was going to say, speaking of that, I know you contributed a lot to The Onion. Do you uh, still yeah, do that? Not. No, 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 no. But I, yeah, I got to, to be a contributor there for several years until I, I wasn't able to uh, submit regularly anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Was there something that like like a, either a title or a story that kind of still like rings to you as like that was mine like one of your favorites? I uh, no, I don't know. I was pitching more um, individual jokes than specific headlines to be honest but I uh, I mean that's just like such a cool institution. I was yeah. just glad to be part of it in any kind of way. Yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah, they still do such wonderful work it's like uh, i mean when news gets really weird it's almost like what you say is well, i can't believe this isn't the onion because yeah that's that's true yeah yeah we do a lot of stories that sometimes i feel like they're onion stories yeah. like, oh no they're really on like cnn.com <laughs> or something and like yeah. yeah i wonder does that make the job harder for the people at the onion to create stuff when when the actual news is so <laughs> like, nonsensical and weird yeah i th- i mean i think so but also what they're so good at is really finding the exact point of view that they want to uh, do. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they find exactly rather than just s- sit and try to say like what's the weirdest or the most interesting even like thing that I'm trying to say, they're able to boil down exactly the elements of what it is they're trying to say with it, and yeah. it's just so good. Yeah. Um, so you have, uh, do you still have the show on Comedy Central, the seven minutes in purgatory? Uh, I don't think we're going to do any more, but it's up and I, I, seven minutes in purgatory. Yeah. And I still will, uh, do it live sometimes and such. It's such a good idea. Thank you. Uh, But also it looks like personal hell for the comedians. (laughs) So, so the idea, can you explain the idea of this show? Yeah. Uh, seven minutes in purgatory is a show where comedians perform in a separate room from the audience and they are performing to a camera that the audience is then watching a feed of live. And is it uh, is the audience always in the same theater? Uh, no, I mean, because I'll tour it around. I'll do it in different spaces. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. That's brilliant. That's really funny. Thank you. So and, like, and how many seasons has it been? We did we we did two seasons with Comedy Central, but then yeah, I've, I've toured it around a bunch. Of so it's your such. idea, it's your original mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, you yeah. took it and sold it to them, and yeah, that's awesome. And does the audience get any directive before of like don't act, just be natural, don't laugh extra hard? Don't. What's make interesting it- is yeah, they don't have to. It, it what I have found is the it makes them hyper aware of everything the comedian is feeling, and it also. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think that makes it a little bit more exciting for people watching it because it just makes them feel more connected. Weirdly, that distance just puts in every moment they're thinking like, "Wow, this person doesn't know yeah. how they're doing." This person, <laughs> right. and it, so I like I you don't really see people bomb because 
uh, <laughs> it's so interesting and you completely get it. If someone like like flubs a word and then is like gets in their head about it, you're just like, yeah, I completely get that. And <laughs> yeah. that's funny in itself. Yeah. And you're watching them just be like, oh, my God, what I did that. But that, but oh, man, was <laughs> I did. Are they la- are they not? And then uh, so I, I've, I've always enjoyed getting to see that process yours was like oddly intuitive too we were watching it i'm like he knows exactly almost you you (laughs) can tell that you like feel it exactly you even take like a breath right when they're like the whole audience is taking a breath too oh that's very matched up i I think you really touched on something with the idea of like when you flub on a word like me as a viewer i want to see those moments it's kind of like in saturday night live when people start to laugh a little and they crack up that those (laughs) those shorts are so much funnier to me because i'm like this is where it's really happening and they're working through it and i'd rather see that than a perfectly like finesse thing totally and i know uh watching yours and watching john doors i saw his as well and it's just great because you're both kind of going like okay i don't know what's going on so here we go (laughs) the next joke it's it's so interesting and to be a viewer especially at home watching a crowd who can't really see you <laughs> this is gonna yeah. distract me oh, Can we sorry. Move back? <laughs> that's so funny we had a we had a fireplace going on yep, netflix and then remote. it went to like uh the family <laughs> <laughs> yeah commercials for <laughs> other which other i watched netflix it i don't really like that that much that Very show fun. i just watched watch it, it? No, i just i watched it i thought it was going to be more about conspiracy but it wasn't mm. what what is it um it's called the family it's about uh it's actually based on a true story about like a a washington dc like frat house that secret serves. organization that helps oh. with powerful people that's interesting. Yeah. Do I think know. it's like six or eight episodes or yeah. something. Do you have any favorite TV shows that you watch? None. None? I'm just kidding. Oh. I- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is this thing? I've never seen a TV before. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you just look at fire. <laughs> that's what. That's my entire concept. Wow. We had like the acoustic version of this <laughs> growing up. <laughs> <laughs> the digital version. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite show is probably Mad Men. I love oh, that show oh, over yeah. and over again. Me too. Yeah. I could just talk about that show all day. Think about it all day. The, I the love that subtle show. nuances of that show. They totally there. You I have a friend who paints and watches things. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I watched all of Mad Men. I'm like, no, you didn't. You listen because <laughs> there's no way you have to pay attention so much in that show. Really? Yeah, because totally. there's things that happen it, yeah. like in the background or just with hands. And really? It's like, it, these things matter. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I like hearing about how people go from like the very initial start to moments of like uh like next levels i guess of success so like you don't have to tell us the, your entire you know <laughs> discography but but uh, like when did you start writing and kind of what was the next like um you know yeah i mean i if it was a movie then those moments would be very pronounced i don't know that i could i <laughs> that I think about like and that's the moment I know that I was suddenly good it just at seems, life it always seems like a mystery to me I guess totally. even my own path like uh you know what I mean like yeah you, you I have, will you definitely have, answer that okay yeah but let me flip it on you yeah. first uh for oh, well, yeah. so f- yeah you've been at this job for nine months what was that like for you when w- what was that moment like for you um very unexpected because yeah. I did not see myself interested in radio or morning radio yeah. at all and like really at all and that wasn't on my like periphery yeah and I even was and even like living in San Diego I had really decided I didn't really want to live in San Diego anymore ah. and I was on the phone with my mom screaming like there's nothing left for me in this town <laughs> and then like the next day I got an offer wow. which is something I really like hadn't even thought of in 
my you know whatever sphere mm-hmm. and i said yes to it and now honestly like i love my job but to be quite honest i'm at a point where i'm very like confused in my own life because i feel like yeah. i have a lot of passions and a lot of interests and i'm confused about like where to put my efforts in them like yeah. we love podcasting i love radio but i also love writing and i feel like i'm having which is probably a lot of you know creative people yeah. is like sometimes feeling like I don't have the energy to do it all. And, sure. you know, so I feel like I have some internal work to do for sure. Yeah. And then the external will change. I know how I think that something is. that also affects me is like, I feel like I'm good at lots of things, but I'm a master of anything. Yeah. And so I'm always like, well, I want my attention over here and now I'm over here. And it's like, because of that, I can't, I see these people who are so focused on one thing. They're like, I'm going to make paper airplanes. Yes. And like yeah. in 20 years are like the greatest paper airplane. maker <laughs> of all. Yeah. And, and I'm just not that guy. Me neither. And I just turned 37 and now I'm starting to feel like, uh, and I know it is just a passing phase, but I'm starting to almost look around, almost feeling like I, I'm like others are passing me by or something. Mm. And I know that feeling comes from internal stuff. If it took you till 37 to feel that, then you're doing great. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I, yeah. I feel like maybe most if I felt that before I'd be more successful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I no, I don't know. I think that that's a natural. I, I find that that's a very natural feeling that I have to actively try to let go of. Really? You so know? you feel that way too sometimes? Sure. I yeah. I can't. I can't imagine um, wanting to. I try to like reframe my stress and anxiety as like a ambition to myself you know yeah. like oh i have anxiety about my career well what if i called that uh ambition to do well i you love know? that um which it's not changing necessarily the feeling but it helps me change kind of the way i think about it yeah we just we talked about this a few episodes ago but i had a crying breakdown because i wasn't on the today show <laughs> and, and like, and like, but i'm not quite sure like what i would be on there for yet <laughs> so that's almost like she how, had, that's where she, i am right she now had a life. friend get on the today show for something ah, he had created and yes why am I not on the TV yeah. show? I'm like, yeah. what would you even do on there? Like, what, what do you, yes. it's, it's just that desire to be something that you're not. I yet. know. Well, I've never felt like I've always felt like championing other people. And I'm like, you know, there's room for everyone to succeed. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like the more time I'm trying, I spend on social media, then I'm not like, I'm not verified. I'm not like, I'm, I'm starting to do like that comparison of like, I don't have any sure. Twitter followers. And, but I've, I need to like, chill with all that and push it away and get back to like creativity you know sure that's what matters. Yeah, so yeah in a friend way like that's where i'm at right now like, yeah totally i think i mean go easy on yourself i think that's normal i don't know how you can completely avoid feeling that way and some especially because social media everybody talks about the bad part of social media which is very apparent i think that uh <laughs> you know there are a lot of problems uh, psychologically, politically, they they <laughs> yeah. contribute to a lot of things, but they're also it, the social media is just like reality now. You know, it's part yeah. of our world in yeah. such a big way that I also try to be like, well, you know, I do get to uh, keep up with my friends in different cities, and we get to just uh, do these. The, uh, we we get to communicate in this kind of different way, and it's I've been able to build relationships with other people over that uh-huh. so I, it's just like a balance i don't know yeah uh I'll, you know everyone always focus on i mean clearly people listening are like oh wow that's pretty amazing that he created this comedy central show that's not something that a lot of people do and so it's it's always easy to talk to people about their successes but was there ever a time that you're like oh fuck and this is not working like am i just wasting my time am i gonna go work at home depot or anything <laughs> like that <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that goes away. <laughs> yeah, it's still, right? I, I heard in an interview once 
Chris Rock talking about Eddie Murphy. And Chris Rock greatly admires Eddie Murphy. Every time he talks about him in interviews, it's like a, a deep admiration because I think he was just like the biggest comic in the world when Chris Rock was starting out. And he asked Eddie Murphy, like, when did you know that you like made it? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I think like Nutty Professor 2. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, like if we look at Eddie Murphy's career, we don't think that's the moment. We're, yeah. like, we're like, he was like, we probably saw him as fine way before yeah. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, especially with like what you do and with what we do too, on some level, like, uh, people see themselves in different groups almost of tears where it's sure. like you know i know y you were part of the um like a few years ago the the just for laughs the new faces mm -hmm. you know and i know a lot of like our level of comedians like dream of that and yeah. then mm -hmm. it's like probably like you're at the level where you know i don't even know what would what you would <laughs> seek out as like whatever you know uh, nutty professor too would probably be your, <laughs> yeah, your yeah, next yeah, level yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man um that's yeah that's interesting uh in a different interview i heard uh, Anthony Jeselnik talk about how you're just constantly on a new plateau. You know, you're yeah. like yeah. you um, you get to the thing and then you just realize you're on a different plateau that then you're like, well, how do I get up from here? What's next? And, yeah. Um, so that that's why I think it's important to uh, recognize that's that's how it can feel and then try to uh, appreciate the, the good and then just kind of keep going. That's, that's so cool. That's the hardest thing f for me. It's been the hardest thing to, to describe to non-artists or non-creatives non-comedians uh non-entertainers is like i'll say gosh i just feel like i should be doing something a little bit more and they'll sure. be like what are you talking about <laughs> you're doing like my mom or my parents are, you've got a good job what are you? and i'm like it's just not enough mom yeah. <laughs> and i feel like such a dickhead about it but it's like you know, i wish i was like feel. a paralegal that i'm like i'm going to the baseball game on sunday <laughs> but instead i'm like in riverside having a nervous breakdown like and then and you've uh you did you performed at bonnaroo right i did i was gonna ask because i come from more of like a music industry background uh, oh, yeah. um do you feel like the way that you know music is kind of has to be classified and radio certain genres and stuff do you think that comedy is like is like that now or less like that so kind of my side question was i i saw i'm like in 2014 <laughs> the chicago <laughs> magazine i i saw like where you were named the best experimental comedian mm -hmm. and so i was going to ask like is that something you resonate with and do you find like people want you to kind of put your type of comedy in a in a genre the same way music is i think i mean I think it's just a natural way of, of looking at the world. If you're looking at different comedians, you're going to say this comedian is more this and yeah. this. Yeah. So uh, if somebody wants to call me an experimental comedian, great. You and know, I think of like Andy Warhol or something. <laughs> that's so great. I mean, you, listen, yeah. that that's a very high compliment. You, <laughs> the, the, uh, I mean, I try not to worry too much about that stuff. Right. You know, I feel like I make the comedy. I didn't like set out to be like, you know what, I'm gonna be. Mr. Experimental, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like when you're trying, when you're starting out, you're trying everything, you know, right. I remember trying to do storytelling. I remember, um, kind of like finding the balance of, uh, going blue versus being clean that I wanted, you know, and uh -huh. are you a clean comic? Do you consider yourself? Not strictly. Yeah. I can do a clean hour, yeah. which, um, I think makes me more clean than a lot of comedians sure. but i don't i mean but like i said like when i was it's not that i was opposed to that i just i just found um that most of the stuff that was working for me uh didn't need that and then it's much easier to just uh remove those uh, like re remove 
curse words and stuff, but sure. I don't do that completely. The time travel bit that you mentioned, yes. I, I say fuck over and over again. <laughs> so like it's it's not like I'm uh, I, like I can't brand myself a a, yeah. a clean comic, but then yeah. I just tend to be a little cleaner. I think. Yeah. And then when you uh, when you pitched, because I mean, did did Comedy Central approach you with the idea for Seven Minutes in Purgatory, or was that something that you pitched to like? I was doing it live before I did oh, it for Comedy Central. Oh, okay. And yeah. then and then you then you pitched the concept as an actual TV show, or they? Yeah, they saw it. I, I when I was doing it around LA, and. Then I was doing it at a festival, and they saw it there, and we started talking about what that might look like. That's and awesome. Went from there, that's oh my gosh, I love that's the so idea cool. that you were already doing it, and just because you thought, what an interesting idea. Yeah. And then to have that turn into something that people are like, yeah, we get it. Let's do this. Uh, that that is the way to do it. You yeah. know, it, it by which I just mean like start doing your things the way that you want to do them. Yeah. yeah. Because doing it the other way means having to convince at least twenty people that you want to do this and then that means compromising little things here and there for 20 different people and then what is but by the time you're doing it for the first time you're like what is this even right whereas as opposed to you saying hey this is how i do it this is what i do and then they say great we've seen it we get it uh and maybe we do it a little bit this way, a little bit that way, but it's much easier as a jumping right. off it's point. It's clear of what the concept is because totally. you've been doing it. Yeah, and you can say, this is how I know it works. Right. Let's do it that way. And they can say, okay, but for TV, we could add this thing. And you're like, okay, no problem. Right. Awesome. Have you ever had anyone really doubt you where now you're like, go fuck yourself person? <laughs> <laughs> or like like any like like lunches where you went out and they're like, ah, this will never work. Don't do it. And you overcame the obstacles. Sure, absolutely. I, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think that m- most people aren't just straight up assholes where they'd be like, uh, <laughs> you're going to fail. That's stupid. Uh, you I get a lot like more M&M. like, huh, that's interesting. And, uh, and, you, kn- and you know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. They know what yeah. that means, but they're being nice about it, and that's fine. Uh, so it's, yes, I've gotten that a lot. I remember telling, because uh, like I, I had the idea for Seven Minutes in Purgatory, maybe a year before I ever did it in Chicago, just like in a little improv theater um, with just like local comics. And I remember anytime I would pitch it, people would be like, well, sure, that's a fine thought experiment, but why would you do that? <laughs> and and that like, yeah, I get it. Uh, uh, but that's the fun of it to me. Yeah. Um, and then like when I would explain the show before people had done it, uh, plenty of people would be... Uh, are like, well, why are you doing that? Like, there's no point behind that. And I can be like, well, it's an experiment because I think it's interesting that stand-up is this kind of conversation between the audience, but the way that they participate and tell you what they think is by laughing or not laughing. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if you just removed that? It wasn't It wasn't like I sat down like, all right, how can I just mess with comedians' minds, <laughs> you know? I know, and a thought I had while I was watching it is it's almost a model of like the new, you know, celebrity, if you will, which is YouTube stars, where, oh. where I, I always get confused on how people, a YouTube star, can just like sit down in front of a camera and really well connect with their audience totally. and, you know, tell jokes and be funny or tell, be um, dramatic or, you know, pull heartstrings or whatever. And right. kind of, I had that feeling when I was watching too, where I'm like, that's a skill that I think the new generation seems to have a little bit more of, or they just have more practice where you can like sit down and to a camera or to, you know, without the other like feedback of the audience, you can kind of like go in there. 
Totally. I, yeah. I just uh, went into the vortex of Twitch this week for the first oh, yeah. time. I'd never done it. <laughs> yeah. And I downloaded the app and I was like, what is this? I want to sure. understand it. I understood that people Love get in that. there and they play video games or whatever it is. Yeah. But then there's this whole world of like ASMR. And mm. uh, one was just like, let's chat. And it was just like <laughs> people chatting to their camera. I'm like, and then I realized it's all this monetary stuff where they're like, people are tipping them live oh, and yeah. writing things. They're like, wow. oh, hey, Johnny72, you know, 420 or whatever <laughs> it is. And it's like, what are the, I'm just like, what are these people like in real life? Yeah. I don't, I don't, like anything. I don't even know. I think know? I'll be ready to delete myself off this planet yeah. in like 15 years <laughs> or something. Speaking, so you're pretty active on Twitter, right? They're sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think I just read an article about you had posted uh, the new Cats trailer. Oh, yeah. And then you mashed it up with uh, uh, I Got, I got five, 5 on, on it. it. Yeah. From the Us movie. Yeah. And it got a huge push. Like, it did. That was very it was, exciting. It was on all the news networks. <laughs> it was on Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and all yeah. this stuff. So what made you... Do you do that a lot? Like on Twitter? Uh, do Just mashups or like mm. that kind of thing? No. I Not, not really in that way. I mean, it, that's a perfect example of... Um, the world kind of tells you what works. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, um, I, th- a big part of that was definitely the timing. I happened to be sitting at my computer when the cat's trailer dropped yeah. <laughs> and I watched it and it's immediately just like, Whoa, it's creepy. <clears throat> and then you saw Twitter just going crazy for it. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is, th- this is kind of creepy. And I, that song is just like so perfect. The, the remix that they did for us is yeah. so perfect. Yeah. Uh, and the trailer for us was so good. It I was. just love that. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just kind of edit this in there. And that's, that's, brilliant. that's fun and easy. So what came of that? Like, obviously, you got a huge amount of hits. Like, mm-hmm. how many people were, saw that video? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Is it in the millions? Like, I think the yeah. numbers that I saw. I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I. So you made this shit on a weird afternoon when the trailer came <laughs> in out in about 20 you get minutes, a million yeah. hits and all these new things. And your name is like comedian Ian Everson <laughs> is uh, making it better. And then they had a, they interviewed Jordan Peele and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it is better. And like, like <laughs> this is crazy. Like, so have you had any like, like job offers through that as no. a writer, comedian? Or- I mean, um, the benefit, yeah, I got some, I got some new followers. I, uh, it's it probably helps in like this the Twitter world too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean it like Jordan Peele retweeted it saying yes and it was like, Oh, that's that feels cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Beyond that, I mean, um Hollywood doesn't say, wait, this man put music yeah, to another thing? We got to give him money right away. <laughs> your credits you know, when people I, call you on stage, it's just yeah. like the Cats mashup guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, it's not I'm like gonna I... Inter- it, I'm going to introduce you to that. Like tonight. for the Comedy yeah, Central. Yeah. The- you may have seen him on YouTube with the Cats trailer. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I... Um, I like rubbed my hands together and said, all right, now it's time to get rich. I was like, right. Well, all right. Like, I'm just going to throw this out here like anything else. I, I hope that it does well. And then uh, sometimes you catch a wave, you know? Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Are we allowed to ask about your personal life? Do you have any children? I don't have children. No. Never been married. Nice. Don't have children. How old are you? I'm 30. You're oh my 30. gosh, you're just oh, a baby. Wow. Yeah, you're a little yeah, baby. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I'm like, I'm 37. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're really young. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm 43. Yeah. So that's nice. the Isn't that crazy? I'm going on the Today Show tomorrow. <laughs> you are. <Just> <laughs> How do I do it? I'm gonna put a mashup of me like crying as a cat. Are like, they talking to me about uh, radio in San Diego or something? I don't know. Uh, are you actively dating? 
Um, I yeah, I'm in a relationship. You yeah. are? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Is she a comedian too? She's not. No, she's no. a musician. Why did you cool. assume it was a she? I mean, it, it's 2019. That's now. right. It doesn't. It sorry, I apologize for her. <laughs> is this gender fluid person? <laughs> whatever it is, that's so cool. A musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you go? Actually, that's good because you guys are probably on like the late night schedules together, right? Which yeah, 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 yeah. I like that we uh, both exist in the creative space, but aren't necessarily. Um, Doing the same thing, doing a crossover. That's so awesome. Is, yeah. she, is she a rock and roller? No, she she is like a, an experimental harpist. <gasps> because she's both experimental. experimental. Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay. For yeah, real, but again, but again, that's like that's a label that I might put on her, but that's not like she would say like, "Hello, I am experimental." <laughs> In the same way, that's not how I would like like just describe my comedy. Some, yeah. What's your comedy like? Like I don't know, funny. I, yeah, I <laughs> you're like it sounds like this. She plays the harp like over and over. That's a, that's an amazing job, and that's so cool. That yeah, she's, she's so great. Does she do a lot of? Is she accompanying like bands all the time on stage, or is there a lot Sometimes. of? I can imagine also in Hollywood that's or in L.A. There's probably a lot of like soundtrack work for that too. I would think, right? Yeah, uh, I think she's done a little bit of that, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's mostly like she has solo albums and is writing her own stuff and. Uh, yeah, it's great. Risa Rubin. You should check Risa her out. Risa Rubin. I like it. Do you still, are you still doing uh, open mics and things like that uh, in the LA circuit? I'm or not are you traveling all. all the time? Yeah, I, I mean, it, you go through periods of um, traveling and not, at least for me. You know, you kind of will go out on the road for a concentrated amount of time and then come back for chunks of time. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I think that. Open mics are always the best place to just try out something new. Yeah. Even when they're, uh, even when the open mic is bad. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Uh, we had John Dore uh, call us one time and he's like, Hey, I'm working on some new stuff. I just want to come down and work your room yeah. for free and I'll just do 15. And then he ended up doing 45 because he, <laughs> wow. he was really ripping through it. Yeah. And, and I was like, I mean, how, what an honor, right? Yeah. What a great honor. But also, it surprised me. I'm like, this guy could. He's on the fucking TV, like <laughs> outside looking in, you know, we, we all look at these people like, oh, they're on TV, so they don't even have to try anymore. They're just automatically funny. But that's just not the way it is. You've got to be working that craft at all times yeah. in everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. John Doerr may always have whatever sculpting tools he has, but he needs the thing that he's sculpting, you know, and that yeah. involves an audience. Huh, yeah. That's so interesting. Okay, wait, I can't let it go. If your girlfriend nags you, do you oh ever say to her, stop harping on me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just need to get that out. Oh, my God. I promise. Let's I do a camper, camper of, the week. of the week. Okay, okay, so we have this segment called Camper of the Week, All and right. this is like our listener question of oh, the week. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. Roll call, and now it's time for the Camper of the Week. So this week is Tony, and he writes, tell us about a job that you didn't get, but you're happy that you didn't get it now. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, do listeners submit questions and then um, you just have like a, a list of interesting questions for your guests? Uh, yes. Yep. Like we yeah we compile them. They DM them to us yeah. and then um, Bo puts them on a spreadsheet because he's very organized yes. like that. Yeah. And we also we get weird questions about like your skincare routine. Yeah. And like it's my weird conspiracy. stuff. Yeah. You know, it's the stuff that people would comment on any like live Instagram thing where it's like, yeah. oh, like ask where us you, any question. who does your hair and things like that. <laughs> uh, we just did an episode, two episodes actually of nothing but camp of the week questions. Cause we had so many backing up that yeah. we just riddled through like 40 questions an episode. It was very cool. So in this case, the question is, is have you ever not gotten a job, but you're really glad you didn't, even though you wanted it at the time. Interesting. The w- thing that pops to mind and this might not perfectly fit the question <clears throat> 
um, I auditioned for a TV show and I didn't like getting to audition for it. I was like, when I read it, I was like, this sucks. I have to just keep making fat jokes about oh. myself over oh, and over really? again in a very egregious way. I'm not going to say what show it is because it came out and then was it was a huge hit. And I was like, I'm glad that that's <laughs> that I didn't get that because now that, yeah. that would have. It wasn't Family sucked. Matters. Was it weren't going to be the dad, Carl I, Winslow? I, I'm he thirty. Just said he's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be remake. Urkel. Okay. Interesting. So the show came out. It is a big hit. Yeah. And you're like, I'm glad I did not get that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You're smarter than that. I, I mean, the I mean, whoever did get it, I, I am. I hope that they're incredibly happy and rich off of that. And if they yeah. feel good about it, then power to them. That's but true. I don't, that's not me. Interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't like that either. That's a good one. I don't think I have any. I don't really get jobs. <laughs> like, yeah, I get jobs that you don't want. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What, what, were you, what were you doing before radio? Uh, I worked at a music a music venue here. Oh. So for 11 years, I was a marketing person for a local music venue. So gotcha. that's why I get so excited about music. Cause, yeah, you know, totally. I definitely, now that I wake up so early, I can't go to a lot of concerts at sure. night. So, so still, she yeah. used to actually have a podcast. It was at the Belly Up in Solana Beach. And so she would be interviewing Mick Fleetwood and, and, wow. and yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett and was, all these yeah, people. It was, wow. Yep, it was very yeah. very cool yeah. i like it i love i feel like uh musicians and comedians from talking to them i don't know i just find musicians so interesting and really nice and cool and i always feel there's a lot of musicians that i talk to that i felt like had a uh inner comedian in them that was like hiding or totally something, they you know? always say that rock stars want to be comedians and comedians want to be rock stars yeah yeah, yeah i definitely saw that it was very <laughs> cool do you have any uh do you have any stories that you can tell us or a story that you can tell us about a time that like things just went to hell on, when you were on tour or on a stage or is, is there a time that you can think of that was truly a shit show man one time i got hired to be the post prom entertainment <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, and wait, were you of prom age no 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 you know, not at were... all no i was uh i i was like he's 26 like 30 ish yeah like i was <laughs> i was way above and 26 to prom age is ancient yes. yeah yeah you are a teacher you know yeah. like that's uh, i could have been a teacher except that instead <laughs> i was a comedian who uh they were not obligated to respect so right, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah i went with two friends because uh i was like the more people there are to fill this time the better even if it means making less, less money, money on this gig yeah yeah and was um, it like at the gymnasium where the prom was being held uh, the auditorium oh. well wait the, yeah like where you would have like a, a a play or a concert or something that's the auditorium right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, they had just come from prom. Prom had just happened. This big event <laughs> in their life that they would remember for the rest of their life, whether right. they loved it or hated it. You can always ask somebody, what was prom like? And if they went, they have an answer. They do. And um, I am probably looped into their answers in a way that's just very weird. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is the, the, the staff was clearly very worried that these kids were going to be very horny. Oh, right. that's what I was picturing. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, you were picturing. I mean, I mean, all right, you know, uh, always. That's what I was uh, picturing on my incognito browser. <laughs> um, and so that meant they had to keep the lights up oh, the whole time. Oh no! And they always say that for comedy, you want the lowest ceilings possible. It to be dark. You want um, you you want like a nice cool temperature. That's like the ideal comedy. Yeah. 
setting, and instead I'm in like the highest ceiling. <laughs> oh my gosh! And with the lights the on, the lights completely on, <laughs> and just like the scattered seating. <laughs> of kids that are not familiar with stand-up in a real way. Yeah. They, it's like they've watched a ton of stand-up, so they're kind of like, okay, this and, is... And they don't understand the etiquette that comes with that, probably. Totally. So. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I was in their shoes, I would be like, why is this person right. talking? I feel <laughs> like post-prom is when you're supposed to go to like a hotel room for the first time or someone's house. Totally. Said, I'm sure that's what the school is trying to avoid. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fill it with a night of fun. Get ready for comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of going to the big party where everyone's drinking, yeah. yeah. Come look at this comedian. <laughs> Matt you know? Jones's house. It was the first time I touched a pee-pee. Oh, wow. Yeah. God. Did you go to your prom? I did. Yeah. 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 And How I got a it? hotel for the first <gasps> time. We went to Denny's. There was like five of us in the hotel room and we were relatively boring, but it was very exciting for us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're, I think, I mean, I want, I know you have a show tonight, so I want to get you ready sure. for it. Yeah, absolutely. You're the best in the whole wide world. And okay, wait, before we go, I wanted to ask about the podcast episode, Teledetective. Yes, so absolutely. You, we solve a crime by ourselves. Is that what <laughs> we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the Earwolf Presents uh, feed. If you listen, if you go to the Earwolf Presents podcast, there's an episode called The Teledetective. And that is like a, a interactive mystery podcast that I produce. It's only, it's like 10 minutes long. Ooh. But you, you, the listener are the detective. The town of Julius has been completely, um, they're completely backed up on crime, so they've started to outsource their <laughs> detective work to you. I can see that happening soon. Yes, right, right. And so uh, your secretary then plays interviews with suspects, witnesses, chief of police, and you have to figure out what happened. Cool. And That's then you awesome. can email your secretary uh, what the answer is and have a back and forth with your secretary. Oh my gosh, oh. that's so cool. Yeah. And you came up with like the concept, uh, not, not yeah. the podcast, I wrote it, I produced it, yeah. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Are you, uh, I'm sorry, I have another question. Okay, okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, do, you, do you write books or anything? Are you into <laughs> writing books? Like you seem I, like you would be really fun at like children's books and also like, like <laughs> yeah, short stories. Yeah, I children's books. That's fun. Um, no, I, I haven't really done any of that. I, I definitely write a lot and write a lot of scripts and ideas and weird things like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you, you ever write music? No, I am not musically brained. I, I I feel like I listen to it on a very gut level. I don't have mm. the knowledge. But that's, I mean, it's so fun to talk to musicians. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. always, like, the process of writing a song seems so different because I yeah. can't picture thinking in music. Me neither. I think that's sense. one yeah. of those, like, God or whatever, given, <laughs> like, channeling kind of, you know, it's so crazy how people can just be kind of gifted with that. Sure, totally. I still don't understand how music works, like, when you, Explain a record to me. I'm still confused. Yeah, me too. Like how did you? What? Okay, a groove. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't get it. And I, that I have a musician friend, and every time he talks, I'm like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> you just do it. You just do it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you for having yes, me. Yes, we really appreciate and, it. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you again soon. Great. And perfect. people can follow your Instagram yes. by going to Ian Abramson Twitter. Correct. Right? Yeah. And if you go on Twitter, you can just type in Ian Abramson, and it's me. Okay. Awesome. You're the best. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Thank you for having me. Off mic, he said he's just going to go hang out at the local library. And I love him so yeah, much right before his gig. He has a few hours to kill. Libraries. What a nice, polite, funny, He's smart a nice man. guy. Yeah, I'm sold on him. Yeah. I, you were right, Bo. I was, you right? Really right? Yeah. This I'm, time. I knew it. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, make sure you guys check out Ian. Like we said, check out that Twitter um, mm -hmm. and his videos that he mashed up. That was really funny. I just really think that you're going to see him. I have in faith a lot in more him. Places. And he's only 30, as we heard. I was like, what the fuck? I know. You've done so much. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. So get out there, see him. Thank you guys so much for being here, as always. And uh, we will see you all soon. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show. I can't get that song out of my head from Dumbo. I don't even know that, that there's a Dumbo song. That, that it's like be a really guest, no, oh, no. <laughs> no, it's that really racist song. It's like <gasps> I've seen a rubber band. I've heard of Needle Winkett's Eye, but I never I have heard that song. Is think it? I've seen song? about everything when I've seen an elephant fly. Oh my God, Disney is evil.